Hey legends, I'm Eliza Lee and you're listening to The Making of an Incredible MD, the podcast for aspiring medical professionals. Each week, we'll bring in a current MD student and a practicing physician to talk about an important topic in the medical field. From the effects of climate change to the influence of social media on our health, we'll uncover a maze of different perspectives and end each episode with an ethical dilemma for us all to consider. Stay tuned as we literally hear the making of these incredible MDs unfold right before our ears. We've met Minaj before in episode one, and he's someone who's pretty hard to forget for all the incredible achievements he's made at such a young age. But just to jog your memory on Minaj, he's a fourth year medical student at Monash University, co-founder of KAS Academics and founder of Kodok, all of which were side hustles he started during med school. As someone who I see with incredible patience and insight, I thought it'd be great to have Minaj back to talk about breaking bad news to patients from a med student's view. This episode is called Breaking Bad News from Those Whose Job It Is. So Minaj, you've been on different sort of placements also that during this pandemic as well. I guess there is a very big whole different spectrum of bad news that could be possible in the medical profession. But just talk me through how you may break bad news to a terminally ill patient per se and how you do that maybe to their family. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good question. There's probably two things that I want to say Mm. um, in preface to it before I answer the actual question question firstly is that medical schools these days are really good in terms of teaching like doctor patient interaction this is definitely a topic that is covered very thoroughly by a lot of medical schools because one day it's very likely that as a doctor you will have to break bad news to someone it's really great to see that yeah medical schools are taking this very seriously and trying to teach it to the best of their ability secondly is that as a medical student you're not really put in a situation where you personally have to tell a patient you know you've been diagnosed with cancer or something extremely serious however you will number one chances are you might witness other doctors have to do that and number two you might have to break i guess more minor bad news like um, how a patient's injury is doing how a patient's recovery is doing how they might have, I guess, more minor conditions, but no one will really ever, or no one should ever put the responsibility on a medical student who isn't directly involved with the patient's care to break, you know, big elephant in the room, really bad news kind of stuff, if that makes sense. In terms of my exposure, I've definitely had to kind of tell patients things they don't want to hear from time to time. That's been especially evident in, I did a GP rotation and um, on some GP rotations, you're lucky enough to like be given your own room and see your own patients. And in those kind of situations, um, you might have to tell patients something that isn't, I guess, good news and something that they don't want to hear. And in those situations, then I guess you have to use the skills that you were taught during your time in medical school and during those classes where they really explicitly told you what to do and kind of implement those steps. Having to break serious bad news during my time, like shadowing them or anything, which I personally think is a good thing. Based on the stuff that we learned during medical school, it's very important for patients and families to be in a kind of a private setting with the doctor. And I think having a medical student in the room in those situations is almost never a good idea because they're kind of an outsider to the patient and their families pain or what they're going through and in those situations it should be just between the doctor and the patient and the patient's family but in general we're taught about you know the basic 
kind of human characteristics. I feel like anyone would definitely show empathy in these kind of situations. I think, as I said, privacy is important. So some basic things like putting your phone on silent, making sure no admin staff or anyone kind of interrupts you while you're talking to this patient and making sure there's no one else in the room who isn't directly involved. So those are kind of steps that you can take to um, make the situation a bit more appropriate for the patient. You can't always do things like that. depends on the setting, but if possible, simple kind of moves like that are definitely recommended. And then even small kind of gestures like having a box of tissues available or um, giving the patient some time to process is also very important. So we've definitely been given a lot of guidance in that area and I can say Monash has done a really good job with it. Yeah, absolutely. A more logistical question behind that is who has the right to be explicitly informed of a negative situation by a healthcare professional? And are there any legally binding principles around confidentiality that need to be maintained? Yeah, so definitely the main kind of consideration is confidentiality and autonomy. It's that when we are breaking bad news to a patient, number one, it's really important for the doctors to be honest. Like you can't sugarcoat what's going on. You can't give them a, you know, a, you'll be fine, that kind of thing, if you don't think they're going to be fine. It's really important to be honest to the patient. Number two is that when it comes to confidentiality, as I said, like in kind of a setting, it should be between the doctor and the patient. Obviously, if that patient is underage or has like parents or guardians or they've explicitly said, I want someone in the room with me during XYZ consultation, then it's completely okay to have someone else present and it's definitely important. But otherwise, it should be something that is kept solely between the relevant medical staff and the patient and whoever they've agreed to have in the room with them at the time. So confidentiality is very important, at least initially. And then from there, it's up to the patient. If they want to share that information, if they want to keep it to themselves, that's totally at the patient's discretion. But as I said, that's based on a few different things legally, like the patient's age, if they're considered competent, if they have carers, so there's a few kind of gray areas that you need to consider, but for the most part, it should be very much so an autonomous kind of situation for the patient where they can absorb the bad news, take some time to process it, and then potentially make some decisions afterwards based on what they'd like their care to be. Awesome. Yeah. I'm sure you've also had better days and worse. How do you just like as a human balance the emotional burden of the things that you will feel on placement? That is a, that's a profound question. <laughs> I think especially when you're just first starting out, first time going on placement, you can definitely get rattled much more easily than someone who's been there for a long time. Like first time a patient dies or something along those lines, it does like stay with some people for a long time. And it really depends on the individual. Like there are definitely some people who take things home with them, which is never really a good thing in medicine um, because it can really kind of eat away at you and, you know, keep you up at night, that kind of thing. And that's never good for doctor or a healthcare practitioner. It doesn't matter what kind of medical staff you are, but it's never really good for your mental health or your well-being to really kind of dwell on those issues. But it is also human. Like if you make a mistake or if you're worried you've made a mistake or 
something happens during your time in the hospital, it's very normal to kind of dwell on that and think about it. But in some cases, that can also be harmful. But I think that as your career progresses, I guess, naturally, it's kind of disheartening to say it, but your tolerance for those kind of situations increases. So there are definitely doctors out there who've worked, you know, years in like the emergency department. And they've seen like the best and the worst of humanity. And it's kind of just normal at that point. And I think that as you spend more years in the field, it's quite normal for people to kind of get used to those situations and experiences. And in some cases, deal with them a bit better. But unfortunately, in some cases, it can make people a bit more jaded um, about the whole system and about what's happening to patients. Because I think everyone or every doctor I'd like to think starts off really caring about their patients. And they continue to care for their patients throughout their career. But it can be hard to really kind of like let yourself be vulnerable in those kind of situations because um, you do realize in some cases that things could end up badly for a patient. Someone could make a mistake. And in those situations, you have to be ready to deal with it and then continue on the next day and continue giving the rest of your patients the same standard of care. The biggest consideration has to be your own well-being because it's not for selfish reasons. It's because that everyone you care about depends on your own well-being, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, completely. To end the episode, um, we're not going to go through an ethical dilemma, but rather a scenario. So we'll go through something that is quite similar to maybe what will play out in uh, what possibly looks like an MMI station for students. Yeah, I was about to say this feels like an interview. (laughs) Sorry to put you through the torture again. Um, (laughs) So I guess the scenario is um, you've got a patient who's come in um, and also come in with their family. This patient is the father of the family and he's brought in his wife and children. Um, and he's just waiting for some test results to come back and the test results have come back and obviously you were all hoping that they were positive um, but it actually is a negative result and it will require him to go on some form of quite dire treatment can you walk us through how you are going to break that bad news to them okay step by step first things first it would be important to see who the patient coming in is and quickly read over their notes before the consultation just to get an idea of what's happening and also to look at the results beforehand, which doctors usually do, in order to just get an idea of what to expect so that the patient doesn't walk in and you're frazzled. Initially, like when you do call the patient in, especially if a family is present, it's probably just important to check with the patient that they want the family to be present regardless of the result and make sure that they are willing for the family to hear, you know, both the good and the bad results. And in most cases, if someone brings a family member, that is definitely the case. Like if someone brings a family member and they know they're getting tests back, they want someone to be there to support them. In other cases where they come alone or purposefully don't arrive with brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, whoever, any kind of relation or friend, um, in those cases, it's usually going to be a situation where they want to keep it to themselves, at least until they process it. So the context might give you clues to what's going on inside the patient's head, but it never also hurts to explicitly make sure if they want to have their family in the room at the time. And then I guess from there on, it's a contextual thing. So it depends on the treatment, it depends on the patient and their attitude. So hopefully at this point, you as maybe a GP would know if a patient had more of an anxious disposition or if they were a bit more stoic 
or if they would react in certain ways to good or bad news. And I guess one of the beautiful things about working in a setting where you see the same patient a lot of times, like general practice and some other specialties, is you get that continuity of care where you get to know the patient and you kind of start to understand how they might react to this kind of situation. So based on your knowledge of the patient, you can set up the situation and kind of go through it in a certain way and really tailor it to that individual. So if you know that they might be a bit anxious about it, you'll need to really take it a bit slowly, make sure that you kind of give them, I guess a warning shot is what we call it, where we say, unfortunately, we might have some bad news to discuss today. Something simply to let the patient know that um, what you're about to tell them might not be kind of what they wanted to hear. So a warning shot is essentially what we do where we just let them know that what we're about to discuss might be heavy or bad news. So settings like that allow you to kind of mold the situation to how you think the patient will react. So yeah, if you think the patient's a bit more stoic, um, it's more important that after kind of delivering the results and giving them some time to think, you might kind of inquire a bit more about how they're feeling because you don't want them to be bottling up a lot of feelings that are negative inside. And you need to consider things like psychological, psychological help, therapy, et cetera, as well, because a lot of the times where someone receives bad diagnosis, mental health can definitely be impacted poorly. So there's definitely a lot of things to consider and it's hard to kind of give a black and white answer because I feel like a lot of doctors and definitely the good doctors try and tailor their approach to these situations depending on the patient, which is, yeah, what we'd call patient-centered care. I really appreciate Minard walking us through how to put all those considerations of a patient at the very centre of that conversation. Hope you all learned something from that and ready to have more insight on the next episode.